John chapter 12. Just very briefly, John chapter 12. And I want us to look at verse number 12. John 12, verse 12. Verse number 12, the next day a great multitude had come to the feast and they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took branches of palm trees, went out to meet Him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when He found a young donkey, He said on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold your King is coming, setting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they had heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see, that you are accomplishing nothing, look, the world has gone after him. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your opportunity that we have together in your house. We thank you for the presence of God that we sense here this morning. We pray, Lord, that you would open your word to us, that everything that is said and everything that's done, Lord, will bring you the glory. And everyone said... Amen. What we're studying today is Palm Sunday. Is that right? We all come to church this morning. You got a palm branch. Everybody's waving the palm branch. And you know what? We may think, what's the big deal about this story? I mean, really, what is the big deal about this story about a bunch of people waving palm branches, crying, Hosanna in the highest? I mean, is there something better that we can study? Is there something better that we can read this morning? Well, you know, this Sunday is revered mostly throughout the world, is Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Holy Week where people remember the death of Christ. And how many knows it's important to remember His death? And so, uh, uh, and so this starts that celebration. And the reason, there are several reasons why today is very, very important. And, and the reason it's important is because it's just not a narrative in the Bible. It's actually a story that is very applicable to your life. So you may come to church this morning waving these branches thinking, this has nothing to do with me, I'm in a mess, I need my bills paid, my marriage is falling apart, and here we are waving a bunch of palm branches. You know, we can get in that mindset because you're thinking, I'm struggling so much, it doesn't even make sense to me. Well, I promise you that the story of Palm Sunday really does mean a whole lot to you and I this morning. There's a lot of things in this story that if you just take a few moments and you read the story you will find several things in the story that really hit home. How many has ever read the Bible before and lots of things just kind of hit home? It's kind of what you needed to hear that day. And there are many things in this story that really hits home. I was reading this story and I begin to see things and I've preached this story year after year. I've preached the same story year after year. And this year when I read this story, I saw some things in this story that I thought really related to me where I am in my life and I know it can relate to you where you're at in your life as well. And this story is not only theological, but this story is actually very practical as well about the Palm Sunday message. Now you get the message this morning. Jesus is on a donkey. He, he, he's riding into Jerusalem. And the whole crowd is waving palm branches 
and they're crying Hosanna in the highest. And you've got to understand the background of what's happening here. These Jewish people who are waving palm branches, they had a different anticipation of Jesus. They wanted a ruler to come in and to overthrow the Romans so that they could live in peace again and that they could occupy their land in peace. And so they anticipated a different Jesus than what Jesus was actually trying to demonstrate that day. They wanted somebody to come and overthrow the Romans and give them peace and prosperity like their father David once did. And Jesus is riding on the donkey and they're waving the branches saying, Hosanna, save us. That's what they're saying. Save us. Save us from what? They wanted to be saved from the Roman Empire. They wanted a king likened to David. They wanted peace and prosperity like they once experienced under their forefather David. You remember David in the Old Testament? He was the king of Israel, and they had peace and prosperity like they've never had before. And so these people who were living under bondage, these people who were living under, you know, oppression, these people were hoping that Jesus would be like David and that he would set up his kingdom and his kingdom would be peace and prosperity and he would overthrow the Romans and everything would be happy again. But Jesus never fulfilled their expectation. Jesus never did what they wanted him to do because Jesus wanted to set up a kingdom in their hearts. Jesus wanted to bring peace in their hearts. Jesus wanted to establish his kingdom there. Oh yes, we know according to scripture that Jesus is going to establish a kingdom and there's going to be a millennial reign where Jesus sits on the throne of David. That's actually going to happen. But you see, when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem, he wanted to bring peace. He wanted to bring peace within them. And my point is, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes our expectation of Jesus is much different than what Jesus actually wants to do in your life. You're crying for deliverance. But maybe Jesus wants you to experience discipline. You're crying to be delivered from it. And that's your expectation of Jesus. But maybe Jesus is saying, I don't want to deliver you from it. I want to be in there with you. I want to be the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. I'm not always going to deliver you from it. I'm going to be there with you and walk with you through it. Sometimes our expectation of Jesus is much different than what Jesus wants to do for us. You're praying that God would do something else. You're praying that God would deliver you from this. But God is saying, no, 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 no. Your expectation of me is much different than what I want to do in your life. What about it? I want you to take a second look at Jesus this morning. Maybe Jesus is saying something different. Maybe you're crying, Lord, save me from this, and Lord, deliver me from this, and Lord, why are you not helping me? And maybe the Lord is saying, but listen, your expectation is much different than what I want to do in your life. Oh, yes, they waved their branches. They cried, Hosanna, Lord, save us, deliver us, deliver us. 
And he never really delivered them from Rome, but he did deliver them from their sin. He did deliver them from their shame. He did deliver them from their guilt. He didn't fulfill their expectation, but he gave them what they needed and not what they wanted. Can somebody say amen? They wanted freedom from Rome, but they didn't understand that what they really needed was deliverance from their sin. They wanted to be delivered from Rome, but what they failed to realize is that the bondage of sin was more important than the oppression of Rome. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, get this, sometimes our expectation of Jesus is much different than what he expects. Now, have you, have you ever thought about it? Jesus gets on this donkey, okay? He's riding into Jerusalem. Don't, don't lose me. He gets on this donkey. He's riding into Jerusalem. And Jesus, we know, according to Scripture, is God and he's man. Jesus knew his purpose. His purpose was to come and to die for the sins of the world. Jesus knew his purpose. Jesus, according to Luke, uh, according to the book of Luke, He wept over the city of Jerusalem. He was very troubled. His disciples were leaving him. You know, Jesus understood his mission. Jesus understood what he was getting into. It wasn't like he just woke up one morning and said, oh, i got to die for the sins of the people. Jesus understood his mission. Jesus understood his purpose. He understood that he was getting ready to die. And this this is important for you to get this. Even though Jesus understood his calling, he understood his purpose, he understood he had to die, or he was going to die, he didn't have to, but he gave himself up for the sins of the world. Even though he did that, he still chose to get on the donkey and ride into Jerusalem. He still chose to do that. He still chose to get on the donkey and ride on even though he knew Friday was coming. My point is this, sometimes in life, you got to learn to ride on, even though things are not going the way you think it should go. Can I hear an amen? You've got to learn to ride on, even though you know the future looks bleak. You've got to learn to keep on going, even though you know Friday is coming. You got to keep on riding on and keep going on even though you know Friday is coming. Can I hear an amen? It's not easy, is it? It's never easy to ride on even though you know things don't look good. It's that, it's that feeling you get in your stomach. It's, it's, it's that, that feeling you know what you've got to face. It's that sick feeling. You don't know whether you can face it. Jesus decided to ride on even though he knew Friday was coming. He knew death was on its way. And it teaches us this morning that you've got to ride on even though the future is not the future you want. You've got to learn to go on even though you feel like your life is falling apart. You've got to continue to ride on even though you feel like you are heart sick and you can't put another foot in front of another. You've got to decide, I'm going to go forward. 
Can I hear an amen? Is there anybody in the buildings can testify, I've had to learn to ride on even though I don't feel like it? I've got to keep pushing on. So number one, you see that Jesus didn't fulfill their expectation. And number two, it teaches us that we've got to ride on and we've got to keep going on even though uncomfortable. Isn't it interesting that they called the donkey, or they said, go and find the donkey. Jesus tells his disciples, go and find the donkey, and when you find him, you are to do what? You are to untie him and bring him to me. Is that right? Go find him, untie him, and bring him to me. Well, isn't that the message of evangelism? Go find them and bring them to me. Isn't that what we're called to do as a church? We're getting ready to celebrate Easter next Sunday, and I've asked you every Sunday to go invite somebody. I've asked you to bring them. They're not going to come themselves. And the Palm Sunday message teaches us that there's a work for you to play in this. Jesus' command to his disciples was, Go and find the donkey, and when you find him, untie him and bring him to me. The disciples obeyed the command. And ladies and gentlemen, it hasn't changed over 2,000 years. The command is still the same. Go find them and bring them to Jesus. I'm going, I'm going to say it again. Go find them and bring them to Jesus. Can I hear an amen up in here? They had to obey the word. Isn't it interesting that Jesus never went and got the donkey? Jesus told his disciples to go get the donkey, untie him, find him, untie him, and bring him to me. And yet today, somehow we think that Jesus is going to go get the people and bring them to us. That's not the message. The message of the gospel is that you go throughout the world and you preach the gospel to every creature. The message is still the same. You go find the donkeys and you bring them to the Lord. Can I hear? Come on, somebody should help this preacher preach because you know some of them act like donkeys. Come on, somebody. You've got to go get them and bring them to the Lord. Is there anybody can just wave your hand and say, that is right, preacher. You've got to do it. If you're waiting for Jesus to go untie the donkey and bring him to you, you're going to be waiting a long time because that's not going to happen. You've got to be like the disciples. Obey the command of the Lord. Go get the donkey, untie him, and bring him to Jesus. And I am asking you to go get a donkey this week and untie him and bring him to Jesus next Sunday. Now, I know some of you look like you're half asleep, but I've learned you've got to fake it till you make it. At least just wave your hand and say, that's right, preacher. Is that all right? So Palm Sunday teaches us that Jesus doesn't always fulfill our expectations. It teaches us that you've got to go get them and untie them and bring them to Jesus. In closing, you know what Palm Sunday teaches us? 
is it's interesting. He said, go get this donkey. Now, this is hilarious. Go get the donkey, I think. And you know a colt, a colt, the Bible says a colt that's never been ridden on. And you know the natural inclination of a donkey is to throw you off if you try to ride him. Can I hear an amen? Come on, somebody. How many has ever ridden a, a donkey before? Pastor Larry, are you lined up in this church house? You really did ride a donkey. Did you stay on it? (laughs) So the natural inclination of a donkey is to throw you off because they're stubborn. They're rebellious. But isn't it interesting here, when Jesus said on the donkey, he didn't try to throw Jesus off because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And anything that is naturally rebellious or stubborn when it comes in contact with the Prince of Peace. There is an automatic submission to the Prince of Glory. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, when you go get the people and you untie them and you bring them to Jesus, guess what is the next step? That rebellious, unsubmitted, uncircumcised person, that person will submit to the Lordship of Jesus when Jesus rides upon our hearts. You say, well, preacher, you don't know this person. This person's really rebellious. This person don't love Jesus. This person is so hard. That's all right. Jesus specializes in donkeys. Can I hear an amen? You say, well, preacher, I have invited them to church, but you don't know they have a foul mouth. You don't know they, you know, they, you know, they... Uh, if I could tell you what they did in the back seat there a few years ago, then you would know this person, this person. You don't want, the church would fall through if this person come to church. The roof would fall in. Well, let me just remind you, Jesus specializes in donkeys. Can I hear an amen? That donkey will always be stubborn. That donkey will always be rebellious if he does not come in contact with the Prince of Peace. Sinners act like sinners. Donkeys act like donkeys. But when that donkey comes in contact with the Prince of Peace, he is already submitted to the Lordship of Jesus. What about it? The message of Palm Sunday was you go get the donkey. You untie them, bring them to Jesus, and then Jesus' responsibility is to get on that donkey, and that donkey becomes submitted. You know what we've tried to do? This is what we've tried to do. We've tried to bring people to church, and we get on them. And we tell them, you better follow the rules, you better stop doing that, and we try to subdue people. We try to make people learn. We try to stop that. Don't look at that. Don't smoke that. Don't do that. Don't sleep around. And so we get on people and we try to subdue the person. And that's why it never works. Your responsibility is not to try to subdue the donkey. Your responsibility is to go get them and bring them to Jesus and let Jesus get on them. And that unsubmitted donkey will become submitted to the Prince of Peace. Bring him. What does Palm Sunday teach us? 
It teaches us that Jesus usually don't fulfill your expectations. Why? Because he doesn't always do what you want. He does what you need. They wanted free from the oppression of Rome, but they needed forgiveness of their sin. Palm Sunday teaches us that we have a responsibility to go get them, untie them, and bring them to Jesus, because they'll never come to Jesus unless you bring them. And it teaches us that Jesus' responsibility is He is the one that brings them into subjection. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes them submit. And if we try to make people submit ourselves, then all we're going to experience is heartache because they're going to knock us off. They're going to hurt our feelings because their natural inclination is to be rebellious. Let's not be surprised when people sin because sinners sin. Donkeys act like donkeys. Let's not be horrified by the sins of people. See, lastly, Palm Sunday teaches us that Jesus rode in to Jerusalem knowing that Friday was coming. It teaches us that you've got to keep riding on. You've got to keep going on in life even though you know that there are some days that's bleak ahead of you. You've got to keep going on. Keep marching on. Keep moving forward. Amen. Well, did you enjoy the message of Palm Sunday today? Hallelujah. I said, did you enjoy the message of Palm Sunday today? Now lift both of your hands up quickly. Lord, let us invite somebody, bring people into our path. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would be infiltrated with your word this morning, that it is our responsibility to invite people. It is our responsibility for people for us to invite people. We become your hands. We become your feet. And I pray, Lord, today that the burden of souls would rest upon our shoulders. The burden of souls would rest upon us knowing that we have a responsibility. Let us witness to people, Lord, that we open our mouth and share the gospel with people that there would be a mandate on our heart and a mandate on our soul to invite somebody. You know what? I just feel like the Spirit wants to say this. Some of you are really struggling in your life and the Holy Spirit is saying, if you will learn to step outside of yourself and learn to start serving people, you'll start to feel better about stuff. If all you do is sit home and wonder about your problems, Problems are real. Feelings are real. But one of the best solutions to that is start serving somebody else. Because you were created to serve. You were saved to serve. Lord, we are asking you that you would bring people into our path that we would witness the gospel to. We're asking you, Lord, to give us the opportunity to speak into people's lives. That we would do a good deed for somebody. We go out our way and walk the extra mile for somebody. 
It's a lost and dying world going to hell. And Father, you have called us to be missionaries. So I pray, Father, that you would put that on our heart today. 